Hey friends, welcome to the Stationery Cafe, your podcast for everything stationery, journaling, planning related, and fun things happening in the community. I'm April from Penguins Creative, and in today's episode, I've invited Sarah, otherwise known as Snail Mail Superstar on Instagram and various other channels, and also the owner of the letterpress and stationery store here in Seattle called Constellation & Co. Welcome! How are you? Oh my goodness! I'm good! Thanks so much for having me! <laughs> I love having you on the show because first of all, you're local to Seattle and I felt like I talk about you and your store a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I even use your greeting card to write my vows on for oh, my yes. wedding. <laughs> I saw I think that! Because they're so lovely. I, I always tell people I love like writing letters and greeting cards and yours immediately calls out to me because of just how relatable and how like down to earth those cards say like things that are on the the card and plus it's in letterpress so it's kind of like a very fancy like <laughs> yes. wedding stationery for, for my needs <laughs> yeah that was such an honor I saw your photo on Instagram and I was like what <laughs> made me so happy <laughs> Anyway, for those who don't know about Constellation and Co, about Sarah, um, I actually knew you through, you know, one of our letter writing events in Seattle, the Puget Sound Correspondence Society, because, you know, it's a place where people who love to write letters or postcard to get together. And then, and then I think the one I went to was hosted at your store, which is, you know, this place, this little boutique place based in Fisherman's Terminal. And I just thought it was so cute. I was like, how did I not know about this place? <laughs> Especially since I kind of proud myself as being like a stationary investigator whenever I go to new towns or cities where yeah. I would like search Google Maps for like gift shop, stationary stores, gift letterpress stores, and then try to go to every one of them. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've been to Seattle a few times before I moved here and I went to like the, the staples, Kinokuniya, Daiso, even like Paper Hammer and like the mm -hmm. little gift story ones. But I guess Fisherman Terminals wasn't that accessible to me until I started driving and I was like, it's so close. <laughs> and it's so charming, that little neighborhood yeah. too. Yeah, it's a fun spot. Uh, but then, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, you guys had to move out from that little place. Um, my goodness, I like read all your posts, and it's like it's a place that seems to be filled with history and like you know stories for you and like your journey of becoming the stationery store owner, author, podcaster. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about how it all started with the Constellation and Co. Yeah. So the name, the name, man, it's old now. I feel very old when I talk about the story, but my, my fiance, I guess he wasn't even my fiance at the time. He was just my boyfriend at the time. Um, I mean, we've been married almost 11 years now. So, um, but when we were dating, we had talked about, you know, when we were really established and had our long graphic design careers, we wanted to start something together and we're both space nerds and really loved the name Constellation. And so we picked that, I think it was like back in 2008, we had talked about that. <laughs> and then we got married in 2009 and moved to Seattle and the recession was just in full, like full. Oh yeah. There wasn't any money, there weren't any jobs. <laughs> it was a rough time. Um, so my like eventual someday dream became 
I have to start this right now so that I can hopefully maybe start to make some money. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you actually plunged right into it despite everything. I, yeah, I couldn't get a job. I really struggled and worked a lot of like really terrible jobs uh, out of college and basically just decided if I was going to be miserable, I might as well <laughs> do, something. And do something I love. um yeah and the kind of the the imagery behind the name the the metaphor behind it is that we're all these little stars and Mm. when we come together and work together then we become this like greater thing this big picture that's beautiful oh I love that it's just been great over the years for all of the different people I've gotten to work with and employees and collaborations and I still think about that a lot because that's kind of we're better together (laughs) <laughs> and you started with like a letterpress, right? Like it's those chunky, large kind of machinery <laughs> that you only find at like, you know, these vintage and like really amazing, like, I guess, card and stationery stores. Before I knew about you guys, the ones I would go to would be Oblation mm-hmm. in Portland. And they are also famous for their letterpress. And then, you know, I think I saw your stuff in their store too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I, what I found that was like different for, from others, from your card was that, you know, your, you know how greeting cards usually say things that, you know, the person sending the card is too lazy to like write or like, you know, sure. try, wants to try to convey. And I just found yours to be super relatable and really real. And, you know, I, I immediately bought a bunch <laughs> like the first time <laughs> I knew about you guys. The ones I loved, you know, obviously, I have like a bunch with me right now. <laughs> I, I love that. these like really cute ones that says, you know, here's your card, and in 365 days you'll get another one. I love that one. Um, I love sending to my friends this one that says, "Stop being so delightful." We <laughs> <laughs> love you too much, and I just love those. But I think on the other spectrum, you have those that are about like, you know, grief, about like anxiety, about people kind of like in bad places, like right, like right now. And sometimes you, you also want to like tell your friends or like tell your other people, you know, how you feel. And I felt like these cards allow me like in the past three years to really connect with a lot of my friends in those ways. Like this one that says, I have no idea what to say. And then like this entire paragraph is kind of like, you know, the ramble that comes out of our, our minds oh, when, yeah. <laughs> when you like don't know how to put it in words. And it just, it, it speaks to me, especially oh this one, you are loved, you are worthy, you are not a burden. I, I remember to, um, about a year ago, I was going through a lot of like visa complications because of you know, being a non-immigrant and stuff. And I had to like, in, in solidarity, like Ellie and my then boyfriend, we were like writing these cards back and forth to each other, just kind of trying to keep our spirits up. And, yeah. you know, I just love that your cards do that for people. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's really kind. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's important to me. I, I feel like being a greeting card designer the stereotype is that like you just want everything to be pretty and happy all the time and it's and just cheerful. birthday cards and cheerful <laughs> and like pink and, yeah you know, of course I love that stuff too um but my life hasn't been just cheerful all the time like mm-hmm. as most people's aren't um yeah. and it means a lot to me to be able to try to take my life experiences and put them into words and help other people who are going through hard stuff and I like the font that you choose to um Maybe it's not a font. I'm not that knowledgeable about letterpress, but it felt very like news 
news like newsworthy like maybe yeah. is that is that one of your intentions you know they're blocky letters that are just like they're kind of like a statement it's not those fancy gilded like <laughs> calligraphy ones that's usually in letterpress and i just like how straightforward that is too like in the way that conveys the message yeah, yeah. I, and i've always prided myself that i i've picked up an audience that of course is mostly women because it's you know stationary but we do have a large chunk of of folks that are that are masculine that are you know that are men or um and I, I just kind of pride myself on that 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 all kinds of people feel like there's a connection point with my cards and it's not just you know I know the baby announcement it's not just the you know the bridal shower like there's something for everyone absolutely actually that reminds me so I have like a huge collection of greeting cards like just from all over and then Same. there was a <laughs> there's there was a, a time when Elliot needs to like write a card to his friend and I let him like sort through it. and the ones he picked was yours because I guess to him it was like it felt like not too girly not yeah. too flowery and just like straight to the point and I love that um, yeah. another item I love from your store, I'm like, this is like an enabling <laughs> podcast, by the way, <laughs> so people are just going to be here listening to me talk about what I like, but, um, the stamp that I bought most recently, <laughs> it's the one that says empathy, kindness, respect, and you had that on like a t-shirt before and, you know, a lot of other merch but like you know I, I also collect stamps so yeah. <laughs> when I saw this in stamp form I'm just like I needed to have it because I felt like <laughs> we need a lot of this these days yes yeah that message um, actually started as a protest poster back in 2016 the great old year of 2016 <laughs> and I um, printed it on my printing press with like antique wood type and carried it for a protest and and then yeah it made its way to a shirt and to a card and to lots of other things and I just love I love the stamp too because I can just put it on everything <laughs> like stickers, stamps, anything like that. I'm like, yes, we need I to do. put this message everywhere. <laughs> In the past few weeks with all the like the protests, the pandemic, I've just been like kind of stamping it all over my, like my, my journaling spreads, just kind of in the background. I use like a faded gray color, but like, it's like clear, but also kind of subtle, but kind of just always at the back to remind me like, you know, even though it's so frustrating and like, Ang like I feel anger a lot of times but looking at that note made me calm down a little bit so congratulations to stationary has healing powers oh, I love to hear that <laughs> I love that um but obviously this is a channel about stationary and I love to probe and ask my guest what are their stationary obsessions and you know i only know you through letter writing through the correspondence society you know through the greeting card but i love watching your youtube videos and you uh, one thing that you know it's very prevalent throughout is that you write so much you even wrote a book last year we got to talk about that soon but, <laughs> <laughs> but but like do you journal or do you like use a planner i <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do journal and I've been, oh gosh, like all over the place over the years with my <laughs> journals. Um, I do keep them all. And for the longest time I had them in a bookshelf. It used to be over there, which is why I'm looking over there. Um, I had like all of them for the last like 12 years, like in a row. And if you looked at the bookshelf, I should have taken a photo because it was like tiny ones, big ones, fat ones, like, like, you know, super uh... thin ones, pocket sized, and then like super hardbound ones. And, like, <laughs> 
all very different. We can、um, all relate, cause like, oh yes, how can we ever decide on one style, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but this year I've,、um, I guess, since the fall of last year, I've settled into the traveler's notebook family, and I feel very comfortable in that format. I really like it. I love the like the, the fact that the that the outer binding, the, that beautiful leather, stays、mm-hmm. with you, and it it just. Um, I feel like it travels well. Like, of course, it's a traveler's shirt. <laughs> I know, right? Always、yes. like, throwing it in my drawer, throwing <laughs> it in my purse, taking it with me.、Um, and then I love that the the interior parts are not particularly expensive. That、mm-hmm. I can get them and replace them. And then I recently got the little like binder folder where you can put the ones you've finished.、Oh, you archive them, right? Oh yeah, a little bit.、And、How fast、so、do you go through the inserts? That's like my question. Yeah, the first one I think was November to March, and then I did March through June, and I just started a new one. Nice. It always takes me forever to go through an insert. I use them so slow, but the the speed of which I collect them is just exponential compared to how much <laughs> I write. I guess because I I kind of like spread out my my journaling across like、sure. seven different planners right now. But <laughs> yeah, I have a problem.、Um, yeah, but... mine is all kind of in one place. That's one thing that I've realized over the years. I used to separate a lot, and I'd be like, okay, so work notes are over here, and then my feelings are over here, and then art is over here, and that does not work for me. Like. I've just realized it doesn't work for me. Pretty much everything that I want to do, I have to be able to carry it with me because my life is so busy.、Um, so I've just found over the years, even though I keep trying to change it, I always come back to like everything goes in one place. And so if you look through my journal, it's not. It's not always beautiful. It's often not beautiful. We'll have like one page that's beautifully collaged, and then the next page are like angry notes from a thing that happened where I needed to get my feelings out. Like、right. it's all, it's all in there. No, I love it, and I think I saw one of the spreads was just you. Like the whole page was just filled with fountain, your fountain pen writing, two two pages just writing, and I felt like, yeah, that's that's what journaling really comes down to. You know, today it has. Kind of evolve into this thing where you have to be creative, or you have to put stickers <laughs> out, or you have to collage. But then sometimes I look like I'm already in that far end of the spectrum. But then I look at that photo of yours, and I'm like, I really want that. I really want to just go back and just be like, no judgment, write about whatever, and just. Have it be pen and paper, and and so I kind of went back to a new Travers Notebook insert recently to hope hopefully recreate. Well, not recreate, but try to do that too. Yeah, <laughs>、um, and I think isn't it like healing too? Like, oh yes, therapeutic. Yes, the process of writing. Do you have like a writing time? Um. Dedicated to you know, but then you do take it everywhere with you, right? I do, yeah. And it's more about、um, I like to take notes. So if I'm watching like a documentary or something, I always have it to take notes.、Um, if there's like a quote that's meaningful to me, I'll try to write that down, or like you know, I'll write like what books I'm reading, and I do try to kind of put all that stuff in there.、Um, but it's really like the overflow of how I'm doing, and if I'm like. Really, really happy and grateful. I'll like write down what happened that day that like made me feel so good. Or if I'm in a really bad place, I'll just try to like get it out of my brain and onto the page.、Um, yeah, it's a it's a little bit of everything. It's it's a little treasure box. I felt like, and then someday, you know, maybe your son will grow up and start reading those things. That's kind of how I feel about my writings nowadays. It's like. Someday someone else is gonna read how weird or messed up like this girl is during this period of time, and how put together she seems. But then, I I just love the feeling that 
today and like especially the digital world where it's so easy to just write and forget or like you know yeah have have like whatever thoughts be be gone or in the cloud but then now we're actually putting it into a physical item that's a part of ourselves kind of kind of reminds me of like you know those autobiographies that historians or like these historical peoples used to do and I felt fancy <laughs> thinking yes. that I'm doing the same thing <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm important too and and someday people is going to look back at this person and what they created and know that it's meaningful I think that's 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 really what is happening here I'm trying to give myself meaning <laughs> like yeah. to to feel like you know I'm not alone um but so what fountain pen do you use? <laughs> yes, I have, I have three right now that I'm enjoying. I have um, the Twisby Diamonds, which I'm loving. I got the like rose gold and smoke one. I'm I like, just oh. got that one too. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's and so I'm pretty. so impressed with how much ink it holds and how long that ink lasts. Twisby's barrels are like known for like, you know, a container of ink. Like once you commit to an ink and you fill it up, it's like at least a month or, or more. Exactly. <laughs> I'm using red ink in mine. So I've been writing in red forever, which is ridiculous. <laughs> is that your first Twisby too? It is. And I love it. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it was a little impulse purchase. Mine. I sent the email out showing it. I was like, I need that. <laughs> I was like, well, I'll make a video about it and I'll, you know, I'll, uh, what, what do you call it? Review it. You know, there's a good reason for this. It's fine. I have to go watch that video. Is it out? <laughs> um, I did. I like did an unboxing of it when it came in a couple of months ago. I haven't done the review video yet. One of my big, the big dramas of 2020 is that I'm never home alone, which was always when I made my videos, like <laughs> the house to myself and it would be quiet. And that hasn't happened since obviously February. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then my other two pens, um, I still love my Sailor Pro Gear Slim. It's, you know, it's just a ride or die. It's a good pen. It's I just got exciting. one. I just got one recently too. I love that. <laughs> so I'm like the opposite. Like you got the Say the Pro Gear first yeah. and then the Twisby. And I've, I've been a user of Twisby for the longest time. And then finally venture into the Pro Gear. Yeah. It's so pretty. It's so light. Like yes. the, the feeling of the, the grip. But then is it, is it a gold nib that you have? Like um, Yes. The yep. 14k yes or, yeah 14k they're so flexible i really like i feel like i can write super fast and flowy i i really enjoy it <laughs> I, one thing i love about your stationery store is that it also carries fountain pens on like the inks which yeah. many other gift stores or like car stores don't carry it's, and so. it's just pure selfishness on my part i just <laughs> need to have availability of ink and cartridges so and I love like the Lamy display, display you mm -hmm. used to have right ne next to your bird, <laughs> the cage. <Yes. laughs> the color theme is just Constellation and Code to me. It's like this lilac color, black, and then like kind of this, I think was a silver or like one of the lighter colors. And because yeah. Lamy has a lot of colors and oh, sometimes yeah. when they're all out together, it's overwhelming. But for, for some reason, when I saw yours, I'm like, <laughs> I, I want a Lamy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the Lamy that I use is the LX in the rose gold color. As the you can tell, I really like the rose gold. <laughs> <laughs> and I also really like demonstrator pens because I have two. Because you can see the inks. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. So yeah, those are the three that I swap out and uh, try to keep like one with black ink and then the other two with some like, fun colors. The Lamy right now has like a spring green, it's like the lighter color. Um, 
yeah. So when I switch on my, like from, I won't just use one page of my Mm -hmm. notebook for a day. Um, If I haven't filled it up, I'll just change the ink color and then start writing again. Continue writing it. I like that a lot. And you mentioned something about like, you know, really liking the color and the wackiness. And I felt like, uh, another commonality that I saw that we had, you know, being stationary nerds and, you know, loving all these design things is that we really like color. Mm-hmm. I also love use, using ColourPop makeup. And yes. I saw that that's one thing that you do <laughs> yes. a lot. Like watching your YouTube videos is satisfying to me on both sides because once you talk about stationery and two you also do like makeup tutorial or kind of like makeups like with your eyeshadow so for yeah. me it's like two birds with one stone <laughs> when I watch your YouTube videos yeah that was really fun for me especially when I started out on YouTube it was just like a good excuse to get up in the morning and put on makeup because I knew I had to be in front of a camera um and yeah I can't help it like I I still enjoy doing neutral makeup like I like a good everyday look but if I'm going to sit and spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes on my makeup, then I'm going to make it really colorful and fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have to like tell Elliot, you know, this is a thing and it's like the color, we needed like the variety and you can't stop me. I'm just going to keep buying stationery and makeup. <laughs> yep. Brings joy to the light, to life. <laughs> and that's one thing I see many other Instagram friends. Um, they, they also do this. They, they have a stationery account and then they have a makeup account. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's together yes I don't need any more social media accounts ever I just do not so I'm trying not to I'm trying not to go there I can't keep up <laughs> that's true you are everywhere you're like yeah. on Twitter you're on YouTube you know both accounts because you not you not only have Constellation and Co you also have Snail Mail Superstar you also run a Facebook community <laughs> called Stale Mail Superstar. <laughs> and what else am I missing? Oh, your podcast, Stale Mail Superstar. Yeah. I've got a subscription box. And like, you know, <laughs> honestly, like I'm all over Pinterest. Like if, if there's a thing out there, I'm probably trying to do it, which, you know, I should really take a nap from time to time. But. <laughs> Maybe TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh, thing. I cannot do TikTok. I tried. I went on there and I was like, I'm too old for this. Like just like legitimately, like. Just I, <laughs> I like never got into Snapchat and like when yeah. when TikTok is the trend, I'm like, I can't go into this, but I can totally see TikTok videos of people just writing, you know. That, oh yeah. Oh. My sister is 20. She's the she's a youth. And uh so she sends me TikTok videos that are like letterpress themed <laughs> or like there's a bunch of them um of like funny things that mail carriers do, which I love. So <laughs> I always get the like messages from her, which is like, here's what you need to know about TikTok. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for the update. <laughs> but not another social media account. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I'm always just impressed. I'm like, how do you keep up with all of it? You know? <sighs> I mean like in all honesty, sometimes I don't, but um, <laughs> I do um, like batch all my tasks. So I'll have like a day where I do like postcard happy hour for Snowmall Superstar and I'll scan mm. postcards and edit the photos and then upload them all for like the next month. So I, I do that like one day a month. Um, which really helps. And then everything auto posts. <laughs> so like, even if I'm, you know, oversleeping or like have other things to do, it it's just, just kind of keeps going in the background. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So what's postcard happy hour? Can you tell us a little yeah, bit about that? <laughs> I'd love to. So, it sounds like a perfect thing. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, back in 2018, um, a family member gave me my great grandfather's postcard collection. 
and it it ranges from like the early 1920s through the 1930s and with some additions into like the 60s and it's this collection I think at last count it was like over 1200 postcards and they're from wow. all over the world and they're just incredibly beautiful so I it was part of what I wrote in my book um, but also I just wanted to share them with the world so for the past, good gracious, two <laughs> years, I've been sharing almost every day um, a postcard from the collection. And I put them out at 4 p.m., you know, PST, and call it postcard happy hour. So at the, you get to the end of the day, you get a postcard. And I tried to do at least some research mm -hmm. about, you know, either the sender of the postcard or the location or, you know, the country it's from and uh, share that so that there's some educational wow. as well. So is that like what... Was it your great grandfather who collects them? Like, does he write yes. them or does he receive them? So both. Wow. So the collection has. Um, he was like a postcard swapper. So kind of honestly, like an early post crossing. You know, That's kind amazing. of thing. It yeah, runs in so the family. <laughs> I know for real. Yeah. So there were like magazines where you could publish your address in the back of the magazine, and then people could write to you, and you could swap. So a lot of the postcards from the U.S. were ones that either he sent to his family members or they sent to him. Mm -hmm. But the ones from around the world are all swaps where he would just send off, you know, mm -hmm. he would use his typewriter and type up a postcard and be like, Aww. if you want to swap, here's where you can send it, you know. And people would send back like a postcard saying that they would swap and what kinds of things that they wanted. And sometimes they were kind of racy and sometimes they're really specific <laughs> and picky, kind of like you know wow. it, it's not not that much has changed with swaps like, you know, I was just about to say if it, if it happens today it could be very like out of hand like yes. putting your address on like a public oh, for place. sure I know <laughs> wild but so cool like oh my gosh because I think one of the few I saw recently was like you know from Malaysia and like mm -hmm. what is it like what, what do they just write in their own language or is it like uh, I can't so, even yeah. imagine. <laughs> and some of them are written in other languages. And a lot of them, I think, were um, folks that were expats that were mm -hmm. in other countries for whatever reason. So they were writing back and forth in English. So kind of their observations in those places yes. around the world back in yeah. the, what is that, the 1800s? Yeah, the yeah, 1910s, <laughs> 1920s. Yeah. Oh um, and what's interesting for me is like, you know, I, I know, I know what I know about the world, like from my own perspective, but um, yeah, just researching, you know, countries that, that no longer have the same names or, you know, are, are you know, set up differently. And, <laughs> and also just kind of trying to take a look at what types of things were chosen to be put on postcards and kind of what that could say about, about the world, about culture, about, you know, those kinds of things. It's, That's very true. Are you planning to do something similar? Like, are you kind of archiving and collecting and like potentially in the future another box? <laughs> I, yeah, I do have quite a few postcards. Um, I've always collected paper, um, always in snail mail. So when I found the postcard collection, I spent like three weeks just like digging through all of the junk in my house and in my storage unit, in the shop, and like pulling <laughs> together all the postcards that I had to put them in one place. And um, yeah, it's it's been interesting because there's a lot of things from events that I went to or mm -hmm. events that I hosted and you know family members and yeah, it doesn't feel as fancy because they don't look vintage. They're just from <laughs> well, some, my some, life. Someday they will exactly. be vintage. I'm getting older and older. So. <laughs> That's who we yeah. are. Uh -huh. 
the the collection of paper it is a thing like i have a lot i i've been moving all my life like my, I, i'm from taipei i lived in bangkok for like 12 years grew up there and then moved back to taiwan went back to work in thailand you know came to the boston now in seattle so my i never really had a place to like like store or collect all the things yeah. I have but I kind of like had my grandmother's house back in Taipei as my hub so yeah. whenever I move I like you know bundle them in a bag <laughs> and just send it there and so in the, like the storage unit in my grandmother's house it has just like that. these boxes of like my own notebooks like my paintings or like my postcards that I told my mom do not throw until someday I have a house of my own that yeah. you can give it back up to me. Yes, you can put together the snail mail library. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> funny enough, I spent, yesterday was my day to scan postcards and do all of right. that fun stuff. And um, I got to the section that includes Bangkok and Thailand. So I think you're going to enjoy the next few weeks of postcards. Ah, yeah, they're it. so beautiful. I, I, it's not like I don't enjoy all of the postcards, but <laughs> there are certain ones like from, from different places where I'm like, this is magic like just beautiful architecture and beautiful places oh yeah absolutely thailand like not only the scenery but like the different shrines to different locations there's just so much beyond the city bangkok that most people go to but nowadays in bangkok there's so many artists um i think thailand i i don't think it's a prevalent uh, like conception here but Thailand, at least in the Asia, is considered one of the most artistic cities in, in terms of like architecture, graphic design. So they all say like, if you want to go into advertising or go into graphic design, you have to like study in Bangkok. Like yeah. they have the most creative apps. They have the most creative like, you know, department store design, window designs. And so recently I, I've been seeing a lot of cool artists and illustrators that are, you know, doing stationery. And I'm just like, I wish oh, awesome. <laughs> I known about that when I was living there. Yeah. It's always that like you're missing out a little bit. <laughs> sure. I know. Especially this year, it's hard because I, I had j enjoyed travel so much last year and I had like five trips planned for this year, oh, all no. of which have been canceled. Like, all <laughs> where, of were you, where were you planning to go? <laughs> well, I had um, two family weddings in different parts of the U.S. So I was just looking forward to seeing family. Um, and then my friends in Amsterdam were getting married in the fall. Um, so we were going to go there, but that wedding got postponed. And um, <laughs> yeah. I like had a trip to Southern California, which is like not, you know, not thrilling, but like. It's it was, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, stay on the beach for a weekend. Um, yeah, just the idea of travel. And, you know, I, we talked about Traveler's Notebook. And honestly, most of my time to spend in like reflection and, and journaling or writing letters and sending postcards are, is around travel. Like when I get out of my, you know, my home base and get some time by myself, that's when I do all those things. So I feel there like was that one time when you did that really cool thing. Oh my God. I think that inspired my group. Like I have a few friends here. We, we went on a stationary retreat, but I, that was sparked from your stationary <laughs> retreat or your letter writing retreat, actually, because we were talking about going to a tree house too. Yeah. So you went to, um, what's it called? Tree? Treehouse Point. Point. Treehouse Point, which is this area in Washington. And it's just these cute, like, little cabins up in the, like, in the sky. It's magic. And you just stayed there for one night mm -hmm. and just wrote letters. Oh, yeah, like, for hours. For hours. I loved it. I think there's even a video, right? Like, I yes. think you guys can find the video. So Sarah just, like, has her time. 
Did you bring your typewriter? I forgot. But like, no, I have my fountain pens. I did bring my wax seals. But. Your wax seals, <laughs> your like, your notepad, your legal pad, like your fountain pen, and then you just kind of filmed yourself writing, like from the time you got there, and then until you left. And I was, to me, it was just magical. I was like, well, yeah, we should totally do that. <laughs> it was wonderful. It's not just artists or like you know people who you know. To, to have retreats stationary lovers can also yeah. have retreats <laughs> yeah and it's just it's just a magical time to to be away and to sit down and you know because I think sometimes when I'm on vacation or going away I get stuck in like I don't know I get stuck in like trying to not think about my life but when you're sitting down to write a letter you have to think mm -hmm. about what's going on and how you're doing and what you're excited about and like kind of think about yourself in in some ways I think it's a it's kind of a nice way to spend time for sure absolutely and then i think many times when we travel we kind of are like stuck in this mentality where we need to enjoy everything there and like we have to do this we have to see this but then i found for me in the past few years i've been bringing my hobonichi which is this journal i keep with me on my travels and then you know for like an hour or two i would just find a cafe and sit down oh, and yeah. just write in my journal oh. and it's like there's nothing better. There's really nothing better. <laughs> One, you've got to like live like the locals. Two, you kind of yes. condense and not get overwhelmed by all the new things you see. And three, you got to like kind of, I feel like a more meaningful way to take stock of the experience, like rather than photos or something yeah. that just like, you know, gets, gets forgotten, but you got to like write it down. So I love how, you know, Traverse Notebook does that for us. I have a Traverse Notebook too that I carry, but the Hobonichi has been my <laughs> holy grail throughout yeah. this time. Um, yeah. So yeah, we were looking forward to a retreat this year again to Vashon Island. We found this cool little cabin that overlooks like the water, the sound. Mm -hmm. Um, we went, I think we went two years ago. We even saw like an orca, like in oh, the wow. waters. It was beautiful, but this year it got postponed, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's been a weird year. <laughs> we need to figure out how to do a retreat in our own homes. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. I know. Yeah. Find, so find like a space where we can just sit down, write, and like play with our stationary items. Yes, I agree. <sighs> I love that. Um, I want to like talk more about how you run a stationery store too, by the way. Um, you know, before when you had a physical location, you had demos, you know, pop-ups, workshops. Now you're probably going to do more pop-ups, right? Potentially. Well, hopefully, eventually. <laughs> we are, but eventually, yes. <laughs> I love it. Is there any like fun stories or like very interesting encounters when you do these kind of um, I guess stationary events where, well, I'm calling your letter press card stationary, but I guess yeah. it's kind of like, yes. you know, you're, you're like taking your retail experience outside to other people. What is it like, like meeting all these people? Like occasionally just like a few who's really into this and then you'll be like. <laughs> yes. I mean, those folks make everything worth it because there's like so many, you know, trying to do pop-ups is, it's great it can be great, but it also can be like a lot of work to prepare and then you get there and then you just sit and like no one's interested and you're like, oh, am I wasting money? Am I wasting my weekend? Like what is going on? And it just takes a few people that like, you know, find us and are so excited and like not even buy a lot of things, but just like connect and want to talk about letter writing and want to talk about, you know, letterpress or any of the things that we love. Absolutely. So it's always a pleasure to find those kindred spirits. I love going to these kind of markets and they're like, 
be there and like just be that crazy person that just like latches onto your store. I'm like, I love everything here, but I love you the most. <laughs> be that crazy customer. And there are times where we meet like you know some stores and they're just not as passionate enough about their own stuff. And I feel bad like being this crazy person on the other end. So I really feel like this chemistry between stationery lovers, you know, letterpress lovers, yeah. cards. It, it's really meaningful and very. I feel like. Yeah, scars, scarce here yeah. so far, but I think it's growing though. I feel like yeah. with us broadcasting it in so many ways, a lot of people came out of their shells, you know, yes. it yes. no longer is an introvert thing. I feel like, do you think mm, not only do we have like those meetups that you hosted, the Puget Sound mm -hmm. Correspondence, and then I think, was it through you that I knew about the letter farmer here in Seattle? It might be. Yeah, she's great. She's got a, ugh, she's living the dream because I, I feel like owning a stationery store is great, but it is so expensive and so difficult and like so much work just to stay afloat, let alone anything else. Um, and, and her store is in a van. So she takes it to wherever she sets up. She gets to be open whenever she wants and not open when she doesn't want, which is actually kind of lovely. So that's a, <laughs> is this yeah, something you might consider life. in the future? <laughs> oh, for years I've been talking about trying to find a decommissioned mail truck and then like just make the back into a little stationary store, which if I could do that, man. That would be amazing. And you can like kind of expand outside of Seattle too and just go into all these other places. Yes. That's one thing I noticed in like in these cities is that there's no, like stores are so far away from each other. It's so hard to get to those places. So mm -hmm. I, I will be rooting for you if you did find that truck or, yes. and I will follow you everywhere. Yes. I've had several mail carriers tell me that I do not want one of the trucks. They're like, no, they're terrible. They're annoying to drive. They're freezing and hot like <laughs> awful so you know I kind of changed my mind to maybe like instead of that maybe I want one of the like new like elect electric VW buses I don't know if you've seen those but they're yeah so cute <laughs> kind of a nice big yellow one put my logo on the side that'd be pretty fun <laughs> the place I live now right now like our one of our neighbors is actually a mailman and his truck is always I feel like he's a very dedicated mailman because his truck is always so shiny and white he's <laughs> a as a little white dog that always follows him when he delivers mail when I look see him, I like think of you because of your snail mail superstar yeah. thing, obviously. And I think what I really loved about you is that beyond your store, you collab or like try to expand your presence in so many ways. Like, um, bef you hosted the <laughs> victory tour of the, the Sounders. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, how did that even happen? <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. That's like my personal life and my business life coming together. Um, so I'm a huge <laughs> soccer fan. I like followed the Sounders for a long time. Like I was there both times that they won the cup, like in 2016 and 2019. Um, so right after the victory, the, the team, you know, the front office, they know me. I've been around long enough. I've been annoying for long <laughs> enough. They know me and they wanted to choose not just like the Space Needle and the zoo, mm -hmm. but they wanted to choose a small business to come and visit and support. And they asked if they could come. And I was like, are you kidding me? Of course you can come. <laughs> yes, so, please. <laughs> you know, they brought both the trophies from both victories and everybody came and could take pictures and hang out. And it was just a special, a really special day. And I, you know, now that the physical shop has closed, I, I think about days like that and like my book release party. And those are the days I'm always going to remember the special stuff.
Absolutely. And the Fisherman's Terminal, the view, the, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a great place to see like the Seattle weather fest, you know, how people <laughs> always say it's like drizzling, but then some days when the clouds really like, you know, separates and the sun came out and I felt like that little pocket of Seattle is one of the prettiest places that oh, yes. not many people know about. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's a beautiful spot. And then I think another thing I saw you did recently with the pandemic, you know, a lot of small businesses were affected and you were like part of this initiative to kind of help out all these different businesses. It's called Keep Seattle Smiling Club. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was great. Um, they came to us and asked if we wanted to participate in, um, instead of asking for free product, which a lot of companies usually do which is right. hard because like, yeah. you know, I can't afford to give away no, too much for free yeah because um, everything you know we have is hand printed and you know I have to pay for the paper and <laughs> like <laughs> yeah um but yeah they they placed a couple of really large wholesale orders for our cards to include in these boxes of all things made in Seattle and uh, I know they've been really successful I'm excited to see that so many people want to support I love it. And your, your, cause your items is so iconically Seattle too. Like you have like the Washington map, you have like the weather, your stuff is even in the Columbia tower, the sky observatory, the, Mm -hmm. where they usually sell like the most, uh, (laughs) some touristy but like yes. also which is why I love seeing your stuff there because it kind of like breaks that you know yeah. stereotype of it always being very cliche very like cheesy yeah. but your stuff is there to kind of like add a little bit of a Seattle local touch <laughs> yeah. to it yeah we try to make things that feel authentic so you know I've used um, wood engravings a lot in the past you know I've got one of like the ferry and one of Mount Rainier and you know one of Fisherman's Terminal and try to create artwork that reflects what it actually feels like to live here versus just uh, what it's like to visit. Oh, we need more stationary stores like you here. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, but we're still, we're still, we're still kicking. We're still good. Like, you know, the virtual brick and mortar is kind of where I took all the stuff we sold in the store and put it on our website. So there's lots of things. I love that you did that. Oh, yeah. So much fun stuff. So much work and like craziness, <laughs> but I have been really happy to kind of share the curated stuff with folks all over the country and the world. I got that jigsaw puzzle that you like listed, the one where it's like a typewriter with all the kitties filling the ink. (laughs) It's like the perfect puzzle. And I'm like, yes, so nice. And then your stickers. Oh, your your own design sticker. You've been doing some watercolor a lot recently, right? Yeah. I I started in the springtime. I did um, a series of paintings of um, daffodils and my favorite house plant my begonia maculata I feel like you know stationary people makeup people house plant people I'm finding the Venn diagram of all three at this point um, yeah so I did some paintings of them and released cards and postcards um, with the paintings kind of like a faux postage stamp um, which is kind of what I wanted I called them snail mail forever um, and then I worked with Portland stamp company to put out little like lick and stick seals as well so they're like you know little fake Big postage stamps, stamps. Um, very cute fun. though yeah and then the summer I'm trying to do at least two of those for every season this year so for the summer ones I did the Alki Lighthouse and the yes. Lighthouse in Discovery Park Church I love that one so much it is the last time I seen a lighthouse was like on the east coast near Maine like yeah. just kind of like along the coast and I didn't know there was like lighthouses here until you like start talking about them. oh yeah there's a lot <laughs> <Sorry>. actually <laughs> See, there's a lot I still need to explore of yes. the Pacific Northwest, but glad you're like bringing that to life. I've actually never 
like I've only drove by Alki Beach to like this like food place, but I never really yeah. ventured. Well, Alki's lighthouse you can't see from the street, which is like kind of hard. And I, I wouldn't have gone to that one except for one of my favorite postcards from my great great grandfather's postcard collection has that lighthouse. So I was like, I need to see this for myself. So you have to like park and then like find a way down to the beach because it's like the streets right. up high. So you have to like take stairs down to the beach and then you have to like walk past like the public beach and like past <laughs> a lot of like very expensive homes to get to where on the beach you can see the lighthouse. Oh um, my goodness. Because since it's like on a hill, the lighthouse yeah. is down low and the street's up high. So right. unless you like make the effort to go see it, it's like a little hidden gem. I feel like people like us would totally make that effort. I've, <laughs> yes. I've definitely done that a few times to get to really like out of out of the way stationary stores. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Lighthouses are one of those things that I just I just love. So I it's been really fun for me to get to bring things like house plants and lighthouses and things that I love just as a person. Like bring it to stationary and find a way to. To, to pull those in so and I'm the mailboxes yes <laughs> you started with the mailboxes yes I did <laughs> uh was it like a collection was it like a, a project you're trying to like capture all the different oh, mailboxes around the world honestly started with my journal one day just was like I wonder what they look like in different parts of the world and did these like really tiny terrible watercolor paintings of mailboxes that I hated <laughs> I like hated them but no. I like shared it I shared it on Instagram just like here's something I'm doodling and, and I think you had a video about yeah, it. I, I, yeah, perhaps. I feel um, like you have a video about every one of your processes. I'm sure I probably do. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I love it because I, I, we actually see the process of you painting it. And, yeah. And now it's just kind of, I felt like it's a bit like, iconic of your brand now, <laughs> the Snail Mail Superstar. Yeah, the, the mailboxes around the world are definitely that's what people know about me in a lot of ways which is become it's kind of become a monster like I've put them on everything like you can buy like a dress covered in mailboxes even like, what you wore yeah exactly I wore it to my book party yeah it was magical um but you know this year I I continued it by doing um like fountain pen line drawings of them and making like an a to z coloring book of mailboxes Ooh. which has been really fun and uh yeah I just I, I never get sick of them like the shapes of them the colors and how different they are in every country is one of my favorite things. Like no, no two are the same at all. And I felt like in a way they're very magical things, you know, like aside from emails nowadays, but this, this little physical thing sends your word to someone else or like around the world. So yeah. um, in Taiwan, post boxes are also like one of the most popular pro um, subjects of stationary items because mm -hmm. snow mail is just such a big thing. Um, we we take it to the next level. There's there was a typhoon that happened in Taiwan and it knocked like our post boxes are usually two standing together. Yes, like one a red, red one and a green, green yeah. one. <laughs> and so this typhoon tilted it like it bent the post yep. so that the, the two post boxes are like kind of like slightly tilted to the side and the, that has just been such a like super iconic and like famous hotspot right now people yeah. like, would go to see that funny i i knew that because when i was searching for you know different mailboxes around the world i like literally had a list of every country in the world and i i haven't been able to find what they actually look like in every country yet because some of them are more difficult and you know, I, I, have, I have friends um, who are living in Cambodia right now and they're like, we don't, 
actually have snail mail. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Um, but when I was looking for Taiwan's, the first image that came up was the tilted ones. And I was like, okay, that's fun. <laughs> it's super funny. And it's been made into like t-shirts, postcards, even I think postage stamps too, because Taiwan also, um, I think in a lot of some countries, I think the U.S. has a lot of different designs, but in Asia, mm -hmm. they really take it to the next level. Japan and Taiwan, I we love, love our special <sighs> stamps. Yeah. And so that has Japan been Japan and Taiwan are like at the top of my travel list. Like <laughs> that's like a dream level. Like I just want to go and just like blow all of my life savings on stationery. Like that's I all did, I want to do. I did that last two years ago. <laughs> really blew all my life savings. I, I was back home like after two years not been, being home. And then like I also took a little detour to Tokyo and like <laughs> just indulged in everything. They have everything snail mail. Like they're, they have a dedicated building called Kite, which means stamps in Japanese. And that's like their main post office in the center of Tokyo. Inside there's like these plushies. There's like <laughs> 10,000 different styles of stamps. <laughs> like oh postcard washi tapes, letter writing sets. That's, <gasps> I have a glue stick that's shaped like the Japanese post office. It's that's just... incredible. <laughs> and meanwhile, here in the US, like our government doesn't even want to fund the USPS. Oh my goodness. Like nothing makes me more angry and I'm trying not to like I don't know how to go about it because it's like I'm the snail mail person so like I should really be talking more about it but like it makes me so incredibly angry and mm -hmm. makes me fear for like the future in such a like a deep way that I can't oh like goodness. talk about it on a surface level like I just like horrified no I feel exactly the same way I'm like how why is that like why how did I even become a thing to want to like demolish the basis of like a, a country's mailing yeah. system? And I, it's I, yeah, I think honestly, it has most to do with uh, folks in power not wanting us to be able to vote by mail. Certain like, agendas, course, yes, yep, exactly. Here yeah. in Washington State and a lot of states, you are we already vote by mail, and it's great, and everybody <laughs> can vote, and it's really convenient, and we just do it. Yeah. And that's not, you know, everyone voting is not what a lot of political folks want. Like they don't actually want the people's voices to be heard. And, uh, you know, again, I'm like, how do I talk about this without like going on a total political tirade? But oh that goodness. may be my next video. Who knows? I mean, pick it I'll up. Look, I'll look bit. forward to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I came to the U.S. and I really learned a lot of crazy things. That's like, you know, the, the surface level, what people think the U.S. is like. And then you come in here yes. and you're like, it's really complicated. <laughs> like yes. very different. But yeah, uh, but I think one of the recent products, though, that I saw on USPS site is like they have that little tote that is in like the typical mailman tote. And I was like, yes. I kind of want that. <laughs> yeah, don't tempt me. Every time I go on that website to buy stamps, I'm like, but look at all the gifts. <laughs> how I ended up with a mail carrier costume for my dog. Like, I do not need to go on that website anymore. Like, oh my. I Costume yeah. I could not get the dog to wear, of course. I love that video of you dressing oh up your dog as the mailman. <laughs> it is the most adorable thing I've seen on the internet. He's like, like kept going floppy and like refusing to like <laughs> do anything. It was a lot. A little side bag, a little hat. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so adorable. Now my son has a teddy bear that wears the mail carrier hat. 
so carries that on around. It's very cute. <laughs> that is very cute. Do you do you play Animal Crossing? I think they have like a mailman um, oh, outfit yes. in there too. I for... definitely play mail- <laughs> Animal Crossing. I have a little um, what do we call it? One of the little booths, like the right stand that I called Nook Post. So I have like a typewriter and then like a little like paper and fountain pen set next to my big I got the like big blue mailbox for my house so like yeah. out at the front of my property and like you know I uh, yeah I love oh, it oh my god that is so cute I'm gonna create a corner like that too because yeah. I forgot you can customize this this the shape and yeah. the design of your mailbox right yeah. I always just have that really normal one with like oh, the yeah, little triangle because the the one if you customize it and pick the big blue one it looks just like the U.S. USPS like, yeah the, the deposit boxes. It's oh just, my goodness! Yeah, so cute. I have to try I've got that. I've like over a hundred hours in Animal Crossing. Like it's, I'm, I'm like beyond. I, I passed my husband up, and he started like two months before me. But like I'm like far past him. You should do like a switch or like a Twitch live stream of you playing your I thing. Probably should do like an island tour. <laughs> island tour, the snail mail island tour. <laughs> that would be lovely. I would totally watch that. I'll figure that out. I'll figure out how to do that. <laughs> Well, um, I guess, oh my goodness, time flies. I, I want to wrap this episode up with like another few questions, but basically, again, what is your recent favorite stationary item? <laughs> yeah, I am. I've been really excited to see companies create wax seals that are like ready to go, like peel and stick, like adhesive ones. So I just stocked um, in my virtual brick and mortar, some from the social type and some from Little Well Paper Co. And the social type ones are super fun. They have like a peace sign and like a palm tree and like sun and like they're super like fun and modern. And then the Little Well Paper Co. ones are like very like very pretty, like like little flowers and like calligraphy, but they're just so fun because I'm always on the go when I'm writing letters. Like mm-hmm. I said, I like like to do that while I travel, and it's nice to be able to like grab those and bring them with you because you know if you're on a train or an airplane, like you can't be making wax seals. But I like I love that. I element. love that though because like for me personally, I'm like super terrified of playing with fire, so I never really got into wax seal. Like even in our future sound meetups, I yeah. have to have other people supervise me <laughs> while I yeah. try it. I'm like, can you light that thing up for yeah. me? But that is such a great idea because you can just yeah peel and stick and then have that really cute aesthetics on the thing. Yeah. The only thing you just have to be careful is to have them be hand sorted. Yes. Right. Hand canceled, hand sorted. Yeah. Oh, I've had my one of my mail that I sent to myself. Oh yeah. It's just like a flat piece mashed, of wax. Yeah. Mashed. <laughs> yeah. I've got a few of those too. Oh my gosh. So since I have the YouTube channel for a long time and honestly still, I don't know why I said that, but um, <laughs> I have strangers from the internet that send me letters and I like read them on camera. It's a big part of what I do on the channel. And like, honestly, I have a stack right here that I need to read and record that is so large. I am so, so behind. Anyways, so I get, you know, mail from strangers on the internet. I got a piece of mail um, that I opened. And when I opened it and pulled out the letter, all of this like red powder fell out. Oh my goodness. And like, again, like a stranger from the internet. I don't know like, who this oh person is. Goodness. I'm like, did I just get like, I, like, is this like the next anthrax? Like, am I going to die? And I realized what it was is the, the person was from overseas and had mailed it from Europe. And there was a wax seal on the inside. And so in 
like transportation and like being like you know put yeah. through machines it had been like mashed and like basically the wax had been turned to powder but, like, <laughs> as I figured that out like I was just like you should have seen the look of my face just, like I I hope I don't die today like, this could be it for me that is so good like a chemical attack or anything exactly like that girl on the internet needs to go <laughs> But oh my goodness, wax seal has been so innovative lately. I think I just came across a video on like my Facebook thing. It's always those that gets you. Um, they <laughs> did like little flowers, like dry oh, flowers, yes. and they pour like glue gun over it. And mm-hmm. so it became like a little, you know, amber sort of thing where you know, put flowers inside. Uh, yeah, just- the glue gun is definitely my pro tip for wax seals. Like I don't do the little spoon anymore. I cannot handle that. So I have a glue gun that's specifically I just use for wax. And I buy, mm-hmm. um, I think the company's called Artist Air. I buy the like glue gun wax sticks mm-hmm. and that is so efficient. It works super well. It doesn't make a mess. And I don't feel like I'm going to set stuff on fire, which like <laughs> oh really God. helps me too. Cause I, I can't. think I might have to try that. Cause like, I just still can't get over lighting, you know, a candle and, oh, then, yeah. like, and then thinking I might burn the house down, totally. but glue gun. And especially since people nowadays, like you mentioned that store and other places, sell them in like strips mm-hmm. right like the longer tubes yep. hmm. if yep. I really want to get and into this I get in like a crazy idea in my head that I want to do a wax seal and like every um like card club you know our subscription box like every package I want to have a wax seal which like sounds like a great idea but then it's like you know I'm up to like 80 people on that list so it's a lot of wax seals and sometimes <laughs> I still do it and yeah so I can't just like sit there and like melt wax so I like with the, you know with the glue gun it's like you know you glue it you stick it <laughs> You're good. You're on the next one. <laughs> I know you're not burning that little spoon to crisp. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, so yeah, the car club. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about, about that? <laughs> yeah. So it's like a subscription box, like with makeup or with anything else. So once a month, folks get either three or six cards from my line. And there's always some kind of like extra goodies. So either like a bonus card or a postcard or like sometimes I'll throw in like a white gel pen or like all kinds of different fun mm-hmm. things. Um, sometimes it's vintage postage or whatever. Um, yeah. And then you just and get sometimes your cards. new design too, yes. right? Like all the new my release. new designs. Yep. Go out to card club first. You know, I kind of consider it like my Patreon, like it's the, <laughs> the ongoing support of people who want my stuff, but don't always want to like place on an order or, you know, haven't been able to get to the brick and mortar. Um, yeah. I love that. And I love hearing Atticus in the background. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> you know, in COVID times, I always have to decide, do I want um, Molly's printing today in the garage? So I don't, do I want printing press sounds, Atticus sounds, sounds of my son playing Mario? Like what in the background? So we picked Atticus today. <laughs> the cute finch. Yes. Uh, so guys, definitely, I, I, I highly suggest a card club subscription. It's a great way to get like a variety of cards, especially if you don't want to like plow through. I feel like one obstacle to people buying cards is like the options. Like, you know, you have to like look through so many different kinds and then at one point you get numb like you don't know what you want to look for anymore and sure. I think this description box is a great way to get like a variety of you know interesting and like fun cards to to use yeah. on the, for all occasions because your card really is for all occasions yeah. I try to keep everybody's card boxes with a good variety so if something comes up I try to make sure that you've got something for it <laughs> uh, finally any new projects lately that we can look forward to or or just anything you're into recently yeah fun? um I've been writing new cards and it's a weird year to write greeting cards um <laughs> but I've uh I'm, I'm really pleased with the things that are coming out um this summer so 
stick, stay tuned to our website and uh, kind of see all of the COVID and social justice and all that kind of stuff inspired cards. Last year, your book is called The Year I Became a Snail Mail Superstar. Maybe this year will be the year something else happens. Oh gosh, I know. I, I could call it all kinds of things. Like the year I closed my shop, the year I <laughs> did all the things I said I'd never do. Like, yeah, I've definitely thought about that. It's, it's been a weird year. I love that. Well, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to follow Sarah, her Instagram handle is at Constellation Co. Or you can also follow her to see like all the snail mail funness on snail mail superstar, which is another handle. (laughs) And then obviously her YouTube channel is only snail mail superstar though. She has a bunch of fun videos where she reads out loud the postcards and letters that people have sent to her. You know, all the fun things going on in your now home office, warehouse, store. Lots of slashes in that yes. sentence. And as always, you can follow our latest news and stationery you know, updates at the Stationery Cafe. And we look forward to bring you another fun episode next week. Bye.